0: And welcome to this week's episode of Transforming 45. This week, I have a very powerful and glamorous guest for you today. Uh, we met just last week. I can hardly believe that Healed Hearts and Voices was only a week ago. It feels like it was so much longer. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah. So today I have Stephanie Peltier with us. She is a fabulous creator, jewelry designer, mother, community leader who is leaning into all aspects of her identity. And like I said, we met earlier last week at Jam Gamble's event, Healed Hearts Empowered Voices. And I was blown away by the beauty of the art that you create. And we just started chatting and had a really good conversation. And I knew that your voice was one that needed to be here at Transforming 45. So I'm so glad that you're here today and that we're having this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) Miigwetch. So, Stephanie, tell me, who are you and how did life introduce you to this version? So before I get started,
1: I'd like to speak in my Anishinaabe Moan language. So mm-hmm. I'd like to start with Ani. Bonjour. Stephanie Yadishdakas. Kong dojibah. Wawashkesh I am a Stephanie Pelche. I come from the community Kong First Nations, also uh, situated on my Tulan island. I'm currently residing in Ottawa, also known as on Al- Unceded on Serena Territory. And... I started beating at the tender age of, I would say, tender age, I would say, like seven years ago, and now I'm 36. 2014 is how I established it. Why? Um, I needed to reconnect, but also to heal. My grandmother, Delia, unfortunately passed away in 2015. Uh, She lived a beautiful life, a hard life, with the amazing 13 children that she brought into this world. I have a matriarch of aunties and uncles. I'm also a survivor of, um, I'm a niece of survivor of residential school. I'm also a daughter of an Indian day school. Um, all of that intergenerational trauma still continues. However, being a new mom, my goal is to stop that. It will take more generations to stop that trauma. However, that's the resilience that I carry. And I hope once my daughter is old enough, I will be sharing these teachings with her uh, in terms of healing, um, how I grew up with my aunties and uncles and relatives. Please note, I have a lot of cousins that I love so much. So we've learned uh, from each other for for all walks of life, uh, from fishing, hunting, all that. Uh, my dad is also a hunter uh, with his cousins as well. And um, all of that to say, uh, not just my grandmother, Dilia, but also my other grandmother, Estelle. As you know, Dilia Estelle is where I established my business name. They're both of my grandmothers and I carry their legacy in terms of their creativity. Um, and they were both artists and sewists and it's what I do best I've always been a creator all of my life really I always like to pick up the paper and pen and just doodle and everything um I've always um I'm an only child so it was very for me to um get up and get going and be creative forcefully right I had to be free and figure things out uh play like um you know I would I would really like to play administrative assistant by myself in my room. I remember I had, like, stacks of paper and, like, fake putting stamps on these papers. Like, I don't know, I was very hands-on and being creative that way. And and my mom didn't really worry about that because she knew that I was very independent at the get-go. I could already see it in my daughter, but who knows? It's too early to tell. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just been a flourish of trial of exciting new things. I'm still trying new things every day, um, to level up my skill and growth and just thriving, whatever that may be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have just been on the go with beating as well and also for, uh, working full time as well. And it's just been a flourish of, uh, of just thriving and growing and also pausing as well is super important for my mental health. Taking those breaks are absolutely key. Um, there are some artists that reach out to me, say, stuff like, how do you do it? Like, I'm burning out or all that. And I said, listen, like, you know, self-care is so key. Like, I think I should share more about that on my platform, Uh, especially as an Indigenous artist, there's a lot of beaters out there who just are just, I'm seeing a lot of artists closing their platforms. Like I can't do this anymore. It's too much. And they close their Instagram or Facebook. And it's, it's really unfortunate because that could have been a prevention in terms of reaching out, but we don't know uh, what they're going through. Right. So it's a very important community to reach each other and uh, self-awareness on mental health and, being vulnerable is a positive thing cuz you know it's it's a, also not to mention it has to be a safe space too um like there's no judgment whatsoever like we're all going through things that nobody doesn't know about and it's okay to reach out and to seek the you know guidance and that little pep talk will really change your day and furthermore and um but other than that like i'm just living my best life as I possibly can, despite the pandemic that was very challenging for me. Uh, but we got through it. You know, it's, it's a privilege. It's a blessing to have someone that was with me during it. Uh, Cause I, I cannot imagine being alone through that. And I feel for these individuals who got through it, regardless of, of loneliness, you know, so it's yeah. just, it's power to these individuals and, I bow, like I seriously want to recognize you know the strength as much as we can possibly have, right, during those hard times, yeah, uh, especially now that the season's coming around, it's like three years of it it's um it's just you know being kind to one another it's it's we can't say it any louder, seriously, like we just have to be extremely kind, smile more. Mm-hmm. um boundary has been like my new strength uh this year more than ever um actually it all started when I had my daughter so in terms of um you know when they say a door closes another one opens it I believe it to the fullest because it has happened to me and it may hap it, it may continue to happen depending when the time is right for me it feels like the universe has been like so connected in terms of when the time is right stuff the time is right and there was a huge opportunity that i turned down when i was pregnant with my daughter and as the event was approaching they asked for the fee and i said i'm sorry i can't continue because being a new mom i can't mix new motherhood with business because mentally I would physically, I would be at the event if I were to go, but mentally, I would not be. So for me, I would feel very selfish. This is my opinion. My, I would still so feel selfish to be full-time breastfeeding while mm-hmm. hustling. It just make it make sense for me. I just there's no some. I, I just I can't. There's no way. There's some that can do it. I bow. Like I just can't imagine how 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 moms can do it, but for me, as a new mother, I had no expectation. I don't know what to expect. And oh my God, I'm so glad I did. And I reapplied for this amazing event and I got in and now I can go. And, you know, I have the support from my family and I can go and, you know, and flourish and start, you know, finish what I started kind of thing and Mm -hmm. explore and expand my business and networking and um she may come with me i'm not sure yet it's just she's still tiny but uh but you you just never know so
0: yeah so the the word that keeps coming up as you're talking for me is is generational right? mm. and it is on on many many levels and i want to thank you when i asked you who who are you you responded in your first language which is a gift. It is always such a gift when people use their ho- their home language, the language of their heart, because it's it allows you to express what our limited English can't. Mm-hmm. And so showing up in that language was really powerful and really beautiful. And elements of reclamation there as well, right? Reclaiming what was suppressed for a long time is an incredible act of bravery and power. And so thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you for that. It
1: was- Thank you for acknowledging that. That's very amazing to hear that from you. So thank you so much, Lisa.
0: And I also really appreciate. And I'll be honest, I was going back and forth, and I have been going back and forth around whether to do a land acknowledgement uh, for every episode that I do, and every person I talk to, I feel like there's a different opinion, and it, because it's a it's a multi layered and faceted conversation that we are having in our country and have been for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I'm really, really grateful to you for for doing it and for setting that example. And it also goes to the power of opening up the possibility for exchange of story and exchange of ideas and roles, um, which is a big part of reconciliation. Right. So when Mm -hmm. I do a land acknowledgement, I'm situated on the traditional land of the Anishinaabeg people of the Confederacy of the Three Fires and the Bodeway Nation. And then I always talk about the fact that my grandfather was an Indian agent. Mm. And when I was little, I had no idea what that meant. Actually, it was my great grandfather. And I had no I, I had no idea what that meant, but there were artifacts around my great grandmother's house and I never understood I didn't understand any of it until I was in my 30s studying history because in Canadian public schools, um, at my stage, it's getting better, but there's still a long road to go around telling the truth of our history. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't learn any of that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was in my 30s, and then I realized the role that my family have played in oppression and colonization. And while it is, it, I am not responsible for the choices and the actions of my ancestors, I am responsible for my role and action in it now and being present. And there's a lot of conversation around white guilt and how that shows up and how that becomes a barrier. And it is a barrier. And it is in these kind of conversations where you and I can talk to each other and I can say, this is where I hold responsibility and, and what can, what can I do to support you to move forward? And that's where these conversations I think are so important.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree. And I appreciate you um, raising this. Um, Honestly, it's not really hard. Be an ally. Just be, just be behind me and put your hand on my shoulder. Be like, Steph, I'm, I'm walking with you, and it, you have absolutely have no idea of the amount of labor we go through almost daily, depending on these random DMs. Hey, um, like just inter- like crazy questions. Like, hey, can I wear this or you know regalia? Like. Mm-hmm. That's culture appropriation. So to me, like processing this question and then it's a lot of labor mentally to like to then engage, to respond. And then, you know, however, it's all over social. It's all over the Internet on what is appropriation versus appreciation. Yeah. Like it's huge. Like it's it's almost common sense to the you know, it's it. It just blows my mind on what we're seeing on uh, still to this day, but that's another topic we can unfold another time. But it's a uh, very um, complex uh, in terms of being an online r- regards to responsibility. For me, like for those who are just. Still learning about the residential school, the system, the truth Through reconciliation, the ninety four calls of action, like all mm-hmm. of that is all on on the internet um, <clears throat> I would strongly advise for those who are non indigenous who want to learn more is to go through all of that information if there was a specific question that you may or may have not stumbled upon yet yet to find, then I would say it's okay to reach out to an indigenous person depending on what it is but if it has to do with anything that has to do with, like, a, like if it's a trigger warning in terms of residential school or specifics, I would highly not recommend uh, come forward with to an Indigenous person to ask for this, especially they could be a survivor for we don't know. Um, as myself, like, I heard all the trauma from my relative who got through it, and it's, it's just... I have no words to process to what has happened. Um but I I stand behind them that you know they're just as loved and um safe now and you know it's just it's it's a lot. Like as you can tell right now like it's almost like I'm stuttering it's just it's it's a very deep cut wound. Um Experience and we're again we're living through that all over again, and it's it's reconciliation is every single day too. Even a lot of a lot this right, a lot of, of acknowledgement is just as important. However, for those who do a lot of acknowledgements, is to promise to and it could be be it, like it could be behind the scenes to do the work to giving back to community. You know, you can also raise funds for um the RSS, um a women's shelter uh in Toronto or there's all over across Turtle Island in the seasons giving, um, you know, um just doing things, giving back, that's reconciliation. That's that's an acknowledgement. Um and you know, just being our ally, respect, um yeah it's it, that's just my own feelings of of that and there's a lot more work to be done um uh on all fronts uh on all systems the government systems too it's there's a lot work to be done i know there are work that are currently um like the water and all of that like that's all that that is not being under the rug. Um, it's, it, it, it's being spoken of and, um, it's about, it's about damn time, <laughs> you know? It's about damn time. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done and I'm just, um, I just wished there would be, it would be a faster process. Uh, I'll never understand why the process is, is that lengthy, but I just know that, um, i have my brother and sisters um we're all in this together um like i have a lot of indigenous friends who i call family and when i'm feeling down or like i'm just so frustrated with something and i go to them and they give me the reassurance like stuff it's fine we'll, we're in this together you know so um it's that type of love and careness um and uh it's almost like a security blanket in terms of um you know the the these individuals that support one another it's really important to have um but that de- most definitely re- revitalizing the language is is amazing like my mother she's fully bilingual in understand baymon and every time i go visit my relatives back home or she's taking a call from her brother or sister and i hear them it's it's a kind of i i have the understanding of what they're saying as a dialect to speak it it's it's quite difficult for me however i do try my best to learn as much as i can um i have a few aunts that teaches the language in Saint Marie and um it's just amazing that they can you know teach the language and i see their videos sometimes i've joined one of their um classes once and it's just like so comforting to see my aunt like Do her thing and teach the language. It's just so freaking powerful. It's amazing.
0: It is so powerful, and it's the other. It's the other side of the coin, right? Where there's the the truth element, where we, where we face really painful truths in reality, and also the incredible beauty of knowing that all of the tactics that were used to try to eliminate a population weren't successful. Mm. It caused a lot of damage, but watching language come back, watching traditional practices come back, watching indigenous knowledge become the leaders and the light keepers in things we should have listened to a really, really, really long time ago <laughs> is the joyful <laughs> side of mm-hmm. that really complex coin. Mhm.
1: Yeah, no I 100% agree with that. Yeah, there's just um there's a lot of work to be done, period. And I'm I I've always I think I've shared this um not out loud, but I will now. Um I've always looked at myself as, you know, those oil lamps, you know, like with the little dial, it's like an oil like those mm-hmm. vintage lamps. And there's always a little uh, fire like that will never go out. That's how I feel. I will never stop. I will never voice on the the amount of struggles that we're still facing. Mm-hmm. That fire will always be ignited no matter what. Like yeah. it's just I can't I can't I will never shut. And I think that's our fight or flight mode in, in our indigenous peoples is we'll never we'll never quit. We will fight. Like we will fight and we're fighters and we're our protectors. Like we want to protect our water. We want to protect our land. Like enough is enough, you know, literally enough is enough. Like, damn, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I think we've been through enough and we're tired of it. And we're very much, um, uh, we're very much engaged and, um, we're not quitters. That's the bottom line. We will not quit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because going back to what you said at the beginning about the emotional labor that it takes to engage in that, it's, you know, white folks asking the oppressed to free themselves from oppression, which is really shitty. <laughs> That's uh <laughs> <laughs> And the emotion, absolutely, the emotional labor that it takes to face oppression that still puts itself in your face every single day, and then have people ask you to lead your way through it, it's one of the most emotionally taxing things that, can, that any one person or community can possibly experience. That's right. And not only that, there are
1: so many organizations run by indigenous peoples. They already have their about or what they do and all that stuff. All of that information is in there. So for someone to come to me, be like, hey, does, you know, you're indigenous. Is there anyone that does donations for this or that? Like, just google that and you will find that yeah. you know it's google just, that
0: shit you yeah, can do that
1: yes exactly 100% and 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 not in a rooting way it's just I want people to not be so damn lazy like yes it's it's like literally and and it this is almost like a flashback of jam gambles after actually throwback jam gamble I met her for the first time at the tiktok headquarters Jen Harper from Cheekbone was facilitating a, a wonderful event to commemorate choosing reconciliation, but also launching the uh, duo blush that will raise funds for the scholarship. I'm wearing right now. That's amazing. I'm also wearing awful cheekbone. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Um, and uh, that is how I met Jam in full circle. I I was privileged to be part of her 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 vendors list at uh, vendors event. And then I met you and here we are. It's just like incredible gifts like that just continues and reciprocating these the sharings and stories and just the whole thing is just amazing on on sharing is caring and, and going back to jam about the, you know, Stop being being lazy kind of thing, like that her type of vibe, like just, you know, get to the source kind of thing. She she, uh, posted an amazing video that I asked, can I take a copy of that? She was just saying, like, bottom line, like, do your research before, before, you know, uh, contacting an Indigenous person. I'm like, thank you, Jam, for doing that because she's doing the work for me and I didn't even ask for it, you know? not just for me, but for all my, my relatives, you know, like it's, it's total, total facts, yes. you know, evolving every single day with new information. And, um, not just that, but just going back to cultural appreciation versus, uh, appropriation is also a very nitty gritty, uh, topic too, which we can unfold if you'd like in a short bit, but it's super important to not feel, uncomfortable because there's nothing to be uncomfortable about unlearning should be normalized and learning should be also normalized period there's nothing wrong on being told oh you shouldn't do that like we're not canceling culture or anything it's things have evolved it is what it is some have learned personal school doesn't exist and then we tell them like no it really did and we're showing them the facts and then the person says no that doesn't that that's not real so that right there is. You're literally providing yourself a non-opportunity to unlearn what you've learned for, I guess, so long and to learn the now moving forward and how to then be an ally. Like, I'm sorry to add more work to it, but it is what it is, you know?
0: It, yeah. And it speaks to, like, the whole time we were talking, I was like, it's about engagement, really? Correct. Like, by by doing those things of like disengaging or asking someone else to do the work for you it's an it's an active way of disengaging of mm-hmm. making it look like i'm trying to do something but i'm actually disengaging from the work that needs to happen mm-hmm. and you know going back to the event when jam and jen harper from cheekbone beauty were having that conversation about, you know, in 2020, when there was that bump of people wanting to hear from people who are black and brown and indigenous wanting Mm -hmm. to hear those voices, like, how can we support you? Mm -hmm. And now that bump is on its way back down again, because it's the disengagement. Mm -hmm. Right, where it and that is such a, that is an, an act that is not hard to do. Right, research what are indigenous based companies and products, and how can I support them? And that's where I'm going to direct my dollars. Mm -hmm. That's easy. We can keep, we can do that Mm -hmm. very easily, Mm -hmm. and it takes very little. It that's like the lowest level of engagement we can have in this in this space.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's like it's. It's just reciprocating, just engaging n- nonstop, but not forcefully. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to be curious, uh, but just reflect before asking. You know, that's 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 it. Like it's period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so leave it there. And <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. you know, so much of it is around c- centering our humanity instead of separating, instead of centering power hmm because that's where so much of this conversation comes from like it, i was a friend of mine who's an indigenous leader who said you know when you are the people who are used to holding the power o- equality feels like oppression mm. because we center power instead of centering humanity it's wild how power can be like
1: there are some individuals on this planet could really change the world, but the it it, it just it blows my mind that it hasn't happened yet.
0: Yes. Like I
1: would put the ego aside and literally it's it's now or never. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like that's just my thoughts, you know? Like I yes. don't know. I, it's just wild. Yeah, where 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 are the humanity that are speaking up what are the main issues and the power are just living are just doing what they want to do. It's yeah. it's it's a karma, I guess. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's a crazy and world right now. It is it's, it's a super destabilizing time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I refer to it the most because everything that we have, you know, known to be true is really being pushed and questioned. And mm-hmm. so when that time comes, people tend to ground into um what what is comfortable right what feels familiar but that's actually that's actually the action that continues to cause the issues Mm -hmm. right whereas instead of turning away from each other we could turn towards each other and say Mm -hmm. yeah yeah humanity this is a really hard time let's Mm -hmm. look to each other to solve it instead of turning our backs on each other to continue the fracture. That's right.
1: And I think that's where the healing comes um, in order to like survival mode, which is my beating seriously, like not just because of my grandmother Dilia passing that that took really hard in terms of the healing aspect, but beating has been very therapeutic for me. And it really opened up a lot of creativity and, uh, boundaries, in, a, in an odd sense, in terms of what I'm capable mm-hmm. of, but I'm also I love challenges as well. But it's all positive, um, uh, like slow paced challenges. I would say, like it's mm-hmm. not rush. I never rush anything because it. What what fun in that? What healing in that? You yeah. know, I'm I'm losing the focus on that, right? Um, so that's my. Survival mechanism. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what else it, else.
0: From an outside perspective, it also looks like this really beautiful, magical reclamation of matra of matrilineal knowledge and leadership. Mm. Right, like when you talk. Sorry, get emotional because I lo- mm-hmm. I also lost my mom. And Mm -hmm. so the, that matrilineal power has, is something that I also work through. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, when you talk about your grandmother, when you talk about the, the ways of the knowledge and ways of being that you are spinning into life, into this world, it is a really powerful reclamation of that way of being. And being present Mm -hmm. and leading with heart and gentleness. Mm -hmm. And when you said, you know, I focus on the creation rather than the time, that itself is such a powerful shift in perspective because that's what our white Western concept of everything is like, do more with less time Mm. and focus on the time. Mm -hmm. so actually being present in the creation is such a important stance to lead from
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no it's uh I I really appreciate you saying it out loud in that very beautiful way of that you know that that just Realize another new perspective for me on how I do my work, and I also say like beadwork is medicine. Like my beadwork is medicine. It's all good intentions. It's all storytelling, depending on what it is, on the design. I it's either I dreamed of it, I've seen it, um, like inspiration in terms of colors or anything like that. Like I I I pick up all of these different creative ideas and I just kind of like mold it together and. Boom! It's and then I look at it. I'm like, "Holy crap! I freaking made this! Like with my hands, you know." It's just I I I blow myself away more and more now because of how how much I've done thus far since I first started. My first beaded item was the medicine wheel, and I'm telling you, I still I have it somewhere. But oh my gosh, it's all wonky, loose beads, loose thread all over. But you start somewhere right Mm -hmm. and not only taking up the space but in a ottawa is very multicultural very much a culture just like toronto i would say is almost about the same um and getting my voice out there and doing the labor literally i i kind of just freaking i'll do it anyway i started doing markets in a non-indigenous environment type of market and i remember my first market was in 2015. I've never had so many questions and so many like reactions on like, oh my god, what is this? Oh my god, can I touch it? You're indigenous? Like it was almost like I was in a museum. I was just like, thinking to myself, my goodness, there's a lot of work to be done here. It seems like they never, it's like I was, it's almost being not, I wouldn't say tokenism, you know, but it was just like, there were like, almost in shock and surprise that there's an Indigenous woman here selling her beadwork. Yes. And I'm just like thinking to my, but at the same time, taking it all in, I didn't have any rude comments or anything like that. I was just immersing with all of the curiosity. And I think that triggered me to do more of these markets, which I freaking did. And I did more and more and more. And I'm doing bigger events And I'm noticing more Indigenous artists that are in these non-Indigenous spaces. Thank you, Lord. And not just Indigenous BIPOC. Black Indigenous is just fascinating, taking up all this space and um, sharing our culture and knowledge. And I'm also giving back to my community. I've I've had a lot of curiosity, like, oh, how to do that with your hands? Like, you know how to be, how do you do that? So all of these questions I just took back with trial and error. I I created the beginner beading kit, which is you can make a pair of your pair of earrings. And with that kit, it literally um, brought back so many, you know, um, new, new, new indigenous beaters to then start their own business and them learning their culture and reconnecting in a sense. Um, there was actually one person who was a survivor and she sent me a message and I'm so glad that I was able to do it. Like, like that literally, I feel like I thought I did my job because I, I was able to give back what was taken away. And it was just amazing to hear that from, from this individual and, um, Yeah, in a portion, I donate back to my community and uh, A7G, Assembly of Seven Generations, which is um, owned by my cousin, Josh Lewis, and his wife, Gabrielle Fayard. And um, I do what I love. And The Beating Kids has been viral across the world. I've sent them to Australia and just hearing back all of this um you know the feedback or reviews rather it's just been outstanding and I'm developing other diverse uh, beading kits not just earrings but I like to do more pins and keychains and stuff like that there are so many beading kits out there too that I highly recommend and it's just, it's amazing what, what, what us Indigenous artists are capable of, of not only just creating a little, little kit, but it also provides the opportunity of reconnecting too. And for those folks who are non-Indigenous who are curious of learning, okay, this is how you bead, like, this is interesting. Like, it's, it's almost like you're not only supporting an Indigenous artist by purchasing a beading kit, but you're also, um, learning a bit of the teaching at the same time, like this is what we do and stuff, but going back to cultural appreciation, that's appreciation. But to turn around and say, I opened a business, I'm doing some beadwork, that's appropriation, my friend. Shut it down. (laughs) Shut it down now, because you will get called out. And it's happening a lot. And I really make sure my kids are uh, non-appropriation friendly, because I have seen... Not from my uh, personal experience, but I have seen some who, who ha- have started that, and I said, "I'm really sorry, but you know th- that's not that that was not the goal of the kit, you know." Um, and I also do a lot of workshops with the help of my kit as well. So, and I'm like, this is vulnerability right here. Like I'm sharing my life, and I'm sharing you know, the, the, the education with this workshop. It's not just here you go. I'm here till three bead, you know, like, no, I'm really engaging with the participants and showing them um, what I do. And I I mean, there's so many different techniques too, like the fringe earrings, full disclosure. I don't know how to do a fringe earring. However, I could do big statement earrings. I don't know how it it just, it's just one day. (laughs) but I'm just familiar with flat dish. Right. So it, it all depends on, but, uh, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I have a friend who does amazing French earrings as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to thank you for showing up in a curious way, because again, it's, it's a really, um, specific and concrete example of what, uh, the wisdom of the matrilineal in us can do mm-hmm. right of our of our ancestral knowledge of women and how we show up to each other so that there is space to learn from from each other mm-hmm. and also you were talking about taking up space and it's And when we I'm I'm starting to shift my language around that and just saying showing up in space because you, by doing that, create space for so many other people. Mm. But we think of space as this finite thing where if we show up in it proudly and boldly and gloriously, there will be less for other people. And that is, that is not true. And you're an incredible example of that by showing up and being in your gloriousness in the, in front of everybody, you're showing everybody else that there's space for them to do that too. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a really powerful way of leading. Exactly. And
1: and also another way of of uh, meaning, like taking up space is, I think it's, yeah, I would say giving that opportunity of not only us, of, of myself, but to provide the the whatever knowledge that may be that comes to me in that space is, you know, sharing that knowledge, whether it's learning or unlearning. And I do my very best on showcasing on what type of jewelry that I display like for example the porcupine quill necklaces I have at their earrings and those who saw my work last week at uh, Healed Hearts they're like oh my god what is this and then I would say you know these are porcupine quills due to natural causes I know someone who harvests and um clean up the quills and you know it's it's that's that's our livelihood that's what we do uh through this day of trapping Mm -hmm. Uh, not just trapping actually I don't think we would trap Uh, I guess it really depends but most definitely in the summer months due to natural causes it happens and that's Mm -hmm. that's like money right there we're like oh stop the car put it in the truck (laughs) and it happens a lot like literally that's that's you know and making sure and and we we bless we bless this this gift and we we use everything um especially in the hunting season our deer uh we don't just discard everything in moose as well we we try to use everything and um hide is another thing too like um like tanning hide that is an, an impeccable process it it's uh, almost a month's work if not more I have a friend who does hide work and it's just incredible of how much labor it is. Labor of love and leather is not cheap. Like nothing is cheap. And uh we still do trades. Like trade is still a thing in my culture. Like I have a friend who has so many beads and there was a specific bead I wanted, for example. I'm like, oh my God, let's trade for like, I really need some. So, you know, just all of that is just amazing that we can still do that within our our trader. It's our currency. It's what we do. And still to this day. And, um, yeah. And, uh, my dad, uh, hunts with his cousin. So he was generous to gift me the antlers. So my dad would cut them and I would clean them up and sand them and make beautiful earrings with them. And, you know, it's just, it's a storytelling piece. It's where it came from. It's really yeah. neat. And, Oh man, deer stew is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yeah. For those vegans, I'm sorry, but you know,
0: that's my <laughs> livelihood. I grew up with that. so mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, when we started this morning, when we came into the studio, I was like, Oh, look at your, look at your f- fabulous space. And you started <laughs> telling me some of the stories of some of the pictures. So tell me a little, some of the stories of, the impact and where your art is going.
1: Sure. Um, So I think it kind of took off at a uh, Indigenous health centre located in Ottawa. Um, One of the assistants wanted me to be part of one of their galas in exchange of um, having my items to be displayed for some auction and all the proceeds would go back to their organisation for the programme and services. And so um, when the gala happened, I got an email. This was like maybe three days before Canada Day, uh, which was in 2018, I believe. And and, uh, the assistant of the health centre got back to me saying like, hey, Stephanie, Sophie Trudeau was there. Uh, She attended the event. She saw your work. Um, The assistant would like to know, um, if you're available to make her custom pair of earrings to be worn on the stage for the 150th event, and I said, "Wow, that's a huge honor," and um, so yeah, say no more. I got to it, and uh, we we were back and forth with the design and colors, and I delivered it at the house at the time. And um, I checked my Insta. I was out of town, but I still had some reception. And I was checking Instagram and in- on Sophie's event, thinking, is she going to wear my earrings? And I see, like, a story, and I look. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Sophie Trudeau. Like, she's wearing my work. And I was just, like, fangirling. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then she, I, I realized she was on stage, you know, and that was, like, a huge thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting all of this, like um, emails and recognition, like, oh my God, Steph, I saw you, know I was on, on live, you know, and it just really started from there. And then my friend Serene Fox, she was a, uh, speaker for the, um, uh, something beautiful, the campaign for Sephora. Mm-hmm. And, um, she wore my work, uh, on the, one of the billboards, uh, back in 2019. So that kind of escalated from there. And then I'm a huge fan of Alicia McCarvel. And I'm like, I want to make her earrings. She needs some earrings, this girl. And she's a Spice Girls fan, just like me. And I've always wanted to make a Spice Girl themed earring. So I don't know if you can see, but she's wearing a beautiful pink dress. And I made custom uh, Spice Girl earrings. And lo and behold, she wore it at one of the uh, Country Music Awards uh, two years ago. And then I have a beautiful, uh, Michelle, um, Montana, now that she's married and has a beautiful daughter. Um, she, um, is amazing and very talented. Uh, she supports, um, she, she did work with Jen Harper for cheekbone and she's also wearing my work with one of the cheekbone, um, um, I guess, uh, sorry, advertising rather. Yeah. So it just kind of escalated from there. And oh, I forgot, Miss Ashley Collingbull. She won Miss Universe back in 2015. And she came across my profile and wanted some red earrings to commemorate missing murdered Indigenous women and children and girls. And um, she wanted to wear them at the uh, 2000, I would say 2018, the Indigenous Inspired Awards. And she wore those earrings and loved them, that she also wanted another pair for, she was also co-hosting the Canada Day event uh, in Ottawa. And it's interesting enough, because the morning as I'm on my way to work, I walked past her, downtown Ottawa, of all places, and I'm fangirl. I'm like, oh, are you Ashley? She's like, yeah, but I can't talk, I'm going for an interview. I'm like, oh, of course you are. I'm like, I'll send you a DM real quick. Thank God I did. And she's like, Steph, I need a pair of earrings. And I'm like, okay, say no more. Within 24 hours, I created this beautiful blue pair of earrings. She's kind of hiding right now, but she's posing with uh Ryan Reynolds. And my earring is like literally two inches away from him. I'm like, yeah, that counts. <laughs> totally counts. Yeah. So it's just been a whirlwind of just having these beautiful individuals wearing my work, having the recognition um, like Alicia McCarville, she wore my work recently again at the CAFA awards. Um, she wore Leslie Hampton, uh, with my work and just that alone, I think her focus was, um, Indigenous focus of fashion wear. And it's just amazing what, what we did for her, you know, like, it's just, it's just beautiful. And, (laughs) um, and is it, Culture appropriation to wear indigenous work? No, it's not. It's appreciation. Mm -hmm. It's recognition of oh, where'd you get it? Oh, this is from Stephanie. Here's her, you know, DM. This is her. Sorry, her her platform. Give her a shout. Follow. You know, sharing is caring, and all of that. And that 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 is just it's a circle of of appreciation, really. Yeah. So, and it doesn't stop there. I. I I'm not uh not done yet. There's a few DMs that I'm still waiting for responses and I've always been I I haven't been shy on reaching out like to celebrities. I've had celebrities go back to me. Um it's just the way of the approach too. Um I'm still learning, you know, in terms of um I'm just not being shy. I just have to go out there. So, I that would be my my um my uh oh my my cat bite my tongue here (laughs) just wrapping up 2023 is to go ringing into 2024 is don't be afraid chase your dreams just chase it but not like creepy like like just you know like just don't be shy and just reach out like you just never know and that's the thing like when that door closes one will open or many will open you don't know you know, but I would say also don't take too much boundary is like positive boundary is a very safe
0: thing to do for yourself. Um, Absolutely. It's, Mm -hmm. it's essential, right? To literally the way that you are showing up in the world takes a lot of energy And you deserve the same amount of love, respect, curiosity, and care that you put out into the world. And Mm -hmm. if you're not shining that your own way, that's how we can become broken and burnt out and unable to continue in our leadership. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I can't wait to watch where you go and what you do. And (laughs) um, for listeners, Stephanie's link to her shop is going to be below in the show notes Uh, I, the antler earrings are on my list because they are so beautiful. And not only are they physically beautiful, beautiful, but you can feel the love and care and energy that went into creating them. And that's the best thing about them. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank Thank you very much for having me. It was such a pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining me on this transformative journey. Your support means the world. If you resonated with our conversation and want to uplift the Transforming 45 community, here's what you can do. Connect with me about how you can reclaim your own magic. Check the show notes for all the ways you can find me. Subscribe and share. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you found value here, share it with friends, family, and anyone seeking inspiration. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words can make a significant impact and help others find their way to these transformative stories. Join the conversation on social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Elboat. You can also find me on Facebook and TikTok. And if you know someone whose story could inspire others, reach out and let me know. I love connecting with diverse voices that carry the power to transform lives. Remember, your support fuels my mission to share authentic stories of transformation. Thank you for being part of the Transforming 45 family. Until next time, keep shining your light and embracing your journey.